What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Tom Shiflett Podcast. I am your host, Tom Shiflett. Joining me, per usual, my younger brother, Kyle Harkins. What's up, man? How we doing? You know, just feeling somewhat rejuvenated from a long holiday weekend. It was kind of a strange weekend. Um, unfortunately, had a loss that's pretty close to me over the weekend. It kind of just kind of took the whole weekend by surprise and kind of threw everything for a loop. And just very strange, strange weekend. Uh, Man, it was very close to me, and honestly, one of the first people who kind of told me to do this whole thing and kind of supported the podcast from the jump and was a very loyal listener, and, you know, it's just hard when someone like that that important just disappears. Like, they're gone out of nowhere and just completely out of the blue, and sometimes, you know, it just doesn't make sense, and when it's your time to go, it's your time to go, and so that just kind of threw a wrench in the entire weekend, so... Yesterday, it was Labor Day, so decided to take the day off because there's just a lot going on from the weekend. So, you know, that was my weekend. How was yours, man? Uh, it wasn't too good, but it was okay, you know, working the night shift, doing those deeds. Yeah. But, uh, nothing much, nothing much going down. I mean, you know, gambling on some college football, that was about it. Did you win? It seemed like it wasn't a very chalk weekend, honestly. I was up 100, and I put uh, 50 on LSU, and I put 50 on Clemson, so mm. that's how that went. So, yeah, so I lost all that. but uh, That LSU and UCLA game was very entertaining. UCLA just – UCLA, I mean, they, I mean, they couldn't – they could not stop UCLA at all. Like, yeah, uh, Coach O's defense needs some work. I mean – They couldn't tackle anybody. Also, that quarterback, their quarterback situation, it might be able to fix itself out throughout the year. I'm not sure what is behind – the quarterback there, but he looked really rough most of the game. He kind of got yeah. some stuff together there late in the fourth quarter, but it was a little too late. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be very fascinating to see how LSU kind of navigates through the SEC with a defense that doesn't look like it has in years and a quarterback play does not look very good at all. So same thing with Clemson. Clemson was, yeah. that was shocking to watch. It was funny wow. to watch Dabo lose because I think he's a piece of shit, but. For Clemson to just, they got punched in the mouth offensively. I mean, their offensive line was essentially parking cones out there. Yeah, Georgia just came out there and just absolutely smacked. Half the time they weren't even blitzing; it was just their front four was just getting through. And they know, like the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Clemson's scheme, you know, people have been complaining about it for years, but you know, it was kind of, I guess, it wasn't really that big of an issue, I guess, because you have Deshaun Watson and you have Trevor Lawrence to kind of like make everything go and make everything look spectacular. But, you know, a lot of people said they didn't do their offense a lot of a lot of favors there with the way that Georgia's defense was playing. So it's same thing with yeah. I mean, Clemson's defense looked phenomenal too. So I think that's something yeah. going forward where I don't think the sky is falling for Clemson. The ACC fucking stinks. So they're still yeah, going to run yeah. away with that conference. They're not going to run into a defense like that anytime soon until they get into the playoff. They're not no. going to see a front like that the rest of the year. So if yeah, anything 100%. you could take, this isn't bad. This is okay. We got our worst game out of the way. This is going to be our hardest game all year. After this, this is a cakewalk. If anything, you're Clemson. You're kind of rooting for a pit to just run off like a 10-11 win season. So when you face them in the ACC championship game, you squash them. You look that much stronger, making your case to get into the BCS, like uh, the the playoff. It's not the BCS anymore. It's just the playoff. Yeah, I mean, they're they're gonna do fine in the ACC, but 
They're going to run through I mean, the ACC. It stinks. Well, oh, but here's the thing that I've taken from the, the first week. These home crowds, these away games, they ain't going to be easy for these teams. What no pandemic? What pandemic? There's no such thing as a insane? pandemic to these kids. Dude. <laughs> Florida, well, I mean, even Florida like State, even Bob. the coach and like sideline reporter interactions, they're still like right in each other's face. It felt like oh, it never happened. It felt like COVID never happened before. It they're kind of felt, it was kind of refreshing for a second. It gave me anxiety for a second. That first game on opening night, I was freaking out just looking at how many people were piled yeah. up on top of each other. Yeah, Cause yeah, like, it's a little jarring. Cause like we haven't seen it for a year. Yeah. We got brawls too. I mean, well, Ohio state and Minnesota was fascinating at how shaky Ohio state looked at the beginning, mm-hmm. how, how, how their defense stunk. And it still stinks. I'm worried yeah, about yeah. that defense again. They could oh. not stop the run. It was a blessing in disguise that Minnesota's running back, his Achilles buff. You saw in that replay, you saw that thing pop. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. so – he was on his way to 300 yards rushing. That boy was running so hard. I, I, he, they couldn't he stop knew, him. Yeah, I know. He, Their he quarterback play the stinks. That's, I mean, if they would have got confident quarterback play the rest of yeah, the game, right. they probably could have taken that game. But, I mean – there's nothing they could have done. The Ohio State has more five-star recruits than they did, and that's what happened in the second half. That was it. Yeah, I hammered them. Uh, they were minus four coming into the second half. Oh, because the line was what, 13 and a half? It was. But a uh, kickoff? Yeah, yeah, I think around there, around there somewhere, give or take. But, yeah, halftime they were down 14-10. I was like, there's no yes. way Minnesota's beating them. CJ Strood really no. got it together in the second half. They made things a lot easier for him. And then he ended up yeah. having five completions for over 200 yards just in the second half and a couple touchdowns. They're Plus so talented on the outside, man. Those two mm-hmm. two or three receivers deep where they have they could start for just about every team in the country. Yeah, I mean, they, they do a great job of doing that quick handoff. They push forward, they get five yards, and then when they went to stack the box, they do those receiver little pitch outs. I was the thing, too. They got away from the run. At. They got away from the run early, and it was like you, you ran off like a 70-yard touchdown run. You didn't really run the ball anymore after that. It was very – I think Ohio State's fine. I just think defensively they're just not good enough. It's Again, but it's going to be a problem. I think that crowd – I think that's what I'm trying to say. That crowd – is, is shocking to play in. and they have I don't think any of these kids are kind of used to it well, you know maybe, I understand maybe that seniors. part maybe offensively and stuff like that but like defensively you just put a hat on the oh, hat and you yeah, tackle yeah. a guy and they just didn't do that yeah. stuff and they didn't cover very well mm-hmm. either in the back end so I, I don't know what that what that means for Ohio State going forward are they still the best team in the Big Ten I think so Michigan looked really good over the weekend is Michigan back I mean, they played. They played Western Michigan. But again, they they dominated them. That's something they haven't done in years. Where yeah, they dominated yeah, an right, inferior right. opponent at home, and they looked good. Mm-hmm. They looked like they got a competent quarterback out there. So maybe maybe they're back. Maybe the khakis are back. As I say that, they'll probably get curb stomped this weekend. So is it the year? Is it the year Hardball? Uh, no. You know, this is the year he gets his stuff together and he goes to Nebraska in a couple months. That's what's gonna happen. Oh, I'm sure. God. But no, there was good college that, football actually. this weekend. No, it right. was it was entertaining college football this weekend. Florida State, Notre Dame, the cap it all. That was that electric. Was Dude, if, if uh, Mr. Melton played the whole game, Florida State would have won that game. Oh, they would have okay. won by a billion. But the kid, I mean, it's crazy that he just came off the pine like that. And he's like, oh, this, you've been got, this guy's been sitting down the whole time? Plus his story of coming yeah. back from major injury to, like, to oh. do what he did against Notre Dame. Like, oh. 
the kicking in that for those two kids who are like true freshmen banging those kicks to get them into overtime. Yeah, he shouldn't have. He should have made the one in overtime. What was it? He got iced by his own team, and then the other, and then Florida State turned into like an eight-minute challenge. So it was like that's an icing right there. A thirty-second timeout, that's not an icing. You turn into a challenge for about eight minutes. He's got to sit and chew on that. That's icing a kid right there. That's how you do it. How how it happened? I didn't think. And then I don't know. You know, they got they had two yards. They got two yards and then kicked a field goal. You know, maybe they should back that up a little bit. You know, in the overtime, like. at least start from the 30, you know? Well, I think they start at the 25. Start them at the 30. Yeah. They can get at least five yards. Yeah. Okay? That's, I mean, that's a chippy. That game was great, though. That game was great. Oh, yeah, it was. It was back and forth. Because it, it kind of had the feel of it plays. that Notre Dame was going to run through them. That's what it felt like. Yeah, and then they bust, and then Florida State had that 90-yard run. Exactly. They're like, not today. Right. And then, yeah, I was excited. I bet for Florida State, too. Oklahoma and Tulane was fantastic. Tulane came out and they Tulane. looked like they were ready to play and they were all over them early. The Oklahoma fans on Twitter after the game. Oh, I don't know if you saw the sky the was falling. Unbelievable. For me, I thought, you know, OU was going to run through them by like 40 some points. Then Tulane came back. Said, <laughs> Dude, they were that offensive line. You saw that clip on Twitter. They keep re- uh, resetting it. That offensive line pushed them 10 yards back every time. That, that's a problem. I think the thing too, that's another problem was like if Oklahoma's gonna go anywhere, the defense needs to be a lot better. Like again, you need to have a defense that at least is gonna be top what fifty-five if you're really gonna make a run, honestly, with the oh, way college yeah. football is. You gotta get right a stop now, every now and then. If you ever think you're gonna beat Alabama. Also gotta, what the fuck? Is anybody beating them this year? Just I know it's overreaction after one week, but it's like it's hard to think of a college football team looking like that. Tom, I had Miami plus twenty nine and a half. That's how and they, they I mean, and whipped Alabama their whipped. ass. Yeah, I mean, how disappointing was it? You know, Pat and them talked about Boston Cotter. He had the best tweet. He was like, "I don't." He bet for Miami. He goes, "I don't understand why I just did that when <laughs> when Alabama has fifty NFL players over there." Right. They I just mean, lost what ten first rounders off their team, and then they're just like, "No, we'll just replace them with ten more." Yeah. Right. First I mean, round picks. Monte Smith. Monte Smith before the game said they're losing by thirty, and I was like, "Oh, we're in trouble." I was like, but could my, but damn Miami, like show a little bit of heart. Well, you think you got a, God you got a veteran damn. quarterback coming back. Who's going to be right, in the, the Maxwell right. conversation, the Peyton Manning of the year award conversation. You're like, okay, if this is the time to get Alabama, it's now. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. I, I think there's a lot of teams in the top 25 now, right now that aren't going to be there at the end of the year. No, I think there's about 15 teams in the top 25 right now that won't be there. Right. So that's very like Washington's going to drop out different. of the top 25. They were 20th. Yeah, they LSU. lose to who was that? Montana. Yeah, LSU's probably going to drop Miami. out. Miami's definitely going to drop Miami. out. Yeah, they're. I mean, Virginia Iowa's Tech top to me 10 right now. I don't see them being a top 10 team the rest of the year. Iowa. So I mean, yeah, they, there's going to be a lot they of beat a, a ranked team though. So that's always you know they had a good Indiana. Win. They beat Indiana. It was like. But that okay. was because Indiana only had uh, a really good year last year, so they're not going to be in it. Also, the they're not even a football. Team. What the hell was Wisconsin and Penn State? What was that? Was that football? Well, I don't know what that was. That was by far the I worst quarterback played game I've seen in my entire life. They were missing uh, guys wide open by twenty five fucking yards. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, d- dude, the Penn State guy's been there for forever, right? Yeah, what the guy is like, what? He's like a goddamn wizard from Hogwarts. He's been there for like twelve years. Yeah, right. I don't, yeah, and he's getting worse. 
And then well, Wisconsin, that's the... I mean, to put the cupcake or the icing on the cupcake, you know, the last play, uh, are you kidding me? Tom, me and you could have thrown it to give him some room. Like, what the hell was that? I know, the quarterback play arm. was so bad. That was terrible. I'm like, Dude, I think you that's didn't the, even give him a chance. I think that's the biggest thing I took away from this weekend when you don't watch college football for a long time and you get back to watching it. There's literally, I think, about 12 teams out of about 120-some Division One schools that legitimately have a guy who can win them a football game. Right. Whether things right. are perfectly or not, like they can go and win them a football game. I, right. I think there's only like 12. After that, it's like, I hope to God this guy's good today. Please hope this kid's out. got his fastball today. Yeah. Florida State might go on a run here. I because they actually they played very, very well. Notre Dame. Defensively, like I know they just, gave up a lot of points, but like they got enough key stops when they needed it. And yeah, yeah maybe right I mean there. the ACC stinks. What was I telling you about North Carolina? They stink. They lost to Virginia Tech. Of course they did. hmm I mean, what if um you know if Clemson has to go to Virginia Tech? That's not an easy game. If that offensive line is going to play the way it is, no, it's not. They don't have any easy games coming up if that offensive line is going to be that poor. And if they're still I mean, going to make DJ stand back there and pat the ball for like 10 seconds, like what was mm-hmm. with these long developing plays? Like you can't win one-on-one outside and your line stinks. You're just setting this kid up for failure. He got sacked seven times. He's a mobile guy too. That doesn't make, yeah, that's bad. That's bad coaching. He was getting killed. You know, I mean, what are we trying to call here? You know, Hail Mary. I wanted to hate that game so much because it's like, it, what is this, 10, 10 to 3? This stinks. But I was so infatuated. with I couldn't turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina, you know, you got a Heisman hopes over there. You scored 10 points, you know. I, that's terrible. Did you so watch I'm, the game last night? Did you watch Louisville and Ole Miss? Yeah, Ole Miss ran. Oh. Well, well, I was at work, but I was oh. too. But I had Ole Miss, too. So oh. I'm starting the week 1-0. I fucking, I love Matt Corral, okay? I want that guy (laughs) in black and gold next year. I want that guy. Hey, he might be. Well, he needs to stop playing so well because he's shooting up draft boards. He needs to chill out. I was hoping he'd be a late day two guy, steal. But if he's going to keep playing. right now. And once Lane Kiffin gets back in there too, they were running 16 seconds of play. How about Lane Kiffin getting a $100,000 bonus for that week one win? He deserves it. He deserves it. <laughs> Hell yeah, he does get the Rebels back on track. That's a good team, too. That, Louisville's a good go, team, too. They got a veteran quarterback go, coming yeah, back. They, yeah, they are. So I was a little nervous even to take an Ole Miss. The spread went down oh. two points because everyone was hammering Louisville. That first wise. drive that they ran was just, oh, my God. I was like, this is going to be incredible. Like, I can't even – they couldn't even make – they couldn't even show you instant replays because of how fast Ole Miss was going. You couldn't even see replays. And then it slowed. Yeah, the game mucked up when they had those three targeting penalties, like within a five-minute stretch of time, oh, where it's what, like this is awful. a complete nightmare. They need to fix oh. this targeting rule, man. Like, there's no way the last two were in the same ballpark as the first one, and the first one wasn't even that egregious. But I understood that it's the targeting. But did he need to get thrown out of the game? No. And then the other two, they certainly should have been thrown out of the game. It, they have to figure this out. There's no way. Like, it should just be like a 15-yard penalty or it should yeah. be like a uh, unsportsmanlike penalty for the first Here. one. And you get a warning. It's like, okay, that's his first one. He has one more of any kind. Then you throw him out. But, like. Man, these, 
yeah, these kids have 11 to 12 games to sh- display their talents to try to go and somewhere. You're, you're taking and away one of their themselves. chances here. This yeah, is a big yeah, time televised yeah, exactly. game on ESPN. Like, this is ridiculous, dude. Yeah, it just it just sucks. And it was such a, like, bang, bang hole. plays in the hole. And, and half like, the time, they were both, do, the last two were on the running backs. That was the running backs' fault because they put their head down first. It's on the running back. Right? And then I mean, it, then you penalize the defender. Like, what do you want him to do, dude? And then like, the guy, how are you gonna tackle someone's shoulder? That's the head, the officiating guy in the booth that said he told Kirk Herbstreit, "It's like, yeah, it's hard, but like these kids are so talented, they can make those split second decisions." I'm like, they've already made 13 Wait, split second decisions before that play right there. Like, that's insane. The rule needs to change. Yeah, I mean, it just—it just, it took it's the just flow the right out of the game. I lost interest in the right. game like immediately, and then like Matt Corral started to get mm-hmm. it going a little bit more to bring me back in. But I was like, those targeting penalties killed me, and they were within twenty minutes of each other. Yeah, and Louisville's uh, their coach they got from App State, you know, when they were real good. Uh-huh. He's fi- he's figuring out how ACC uh football is and and a big boy football. You don't run seventy percent of the time if you play for Louisville. Okay? Well, you have to throw the ball. Well, Ole Miss adding DJ Durkin, who was a shithead coach for the Maryland Terrapins, but he is a defensive coordinator, one of the best in the country. Then they get mm-hmm. um that kid over from Maryland as well who came over and he was just setting the edge all night and they couldn't do anything like the outside zone stretch, all that stuff. He took it completely away and he just made the quarterback one dimensional pass in the football. So See, yeah, that was Miss, great last night, man. That yeah, was a good Ole game Miss last is, night. He's one of the, you know, they're one of the wild cards in the SEC, but right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go to Ole Miss and play them. Well, that's a, like, if geez. their defense is halfway decent, you say this for every college football team, honestly, that's any good. Yeah. Their offense yeah. is super good, but if their defense has to like, stop somebody at least once or twice, then you're fine. This was the first time in the Lane Kiffin era that they had allowed less than 100 yards in the first quarter and had a shutout in the first quarter. That was the first time Oof. that it ever happened under Lane Kiffin. See, that's what I'm saying. Louisville's got to change up. Their offensive scheme is just not... But the defense played there. well. Good. They were they were crashing. They were they were playing hard. So that was a very entertaining game. And Kirk Herbstreet, I'll listen to that guy talk college football all day long. All day long. Yeah. Oh, and you were right about Gus. Gus was electric. Yes. <laughs> those, yes. Those opening games. Yes, his second is the second game he did after the Ohio State game. The other one he did, he was losing his fucking mind every other play. It was <laughs> phenomenal. I forget the one he said. I forgot. I should have pinned it. It was so funny. He I lost like, his shit so many times. And half his references are going over every single person's heads. But it's just so electrifying. It's incredible. So, yeah, it was right. very successful first opening week of college football. It, it, it got me in. I'm, I'm dug in even more now. I'm watching next week. I'm watching every week underdogs. now. Underdogs. Betters. If there's betters listening to this, the underdogs are huge this year. Just find someone that's a nine-point dog and hammer them. There's going to be one every week. Yeah. I promise you. I promise you there's one every week. Yeah, it feels like it, it, Like after week one, it feels like there's a chance for a little bit more parity this year than there has been in a couple of years. So, that's mm-hmm. something that's exciting. I think that's one thing that kind of turns me off and a lot of people off about college football is there's really not a lot of parity. But mm-hmm. if there's a little yeah. bit this year. I think there is this year. So that'd be cool. I think them crowds are bringing it back. We had some pretty good baseball this weekend too. There's a lot of, I mean, the St. Louis Cardinals. What the fuck are you doing to me, man? Like, John Lester, pitching a dime. Dude, he was one away from getting 199. Uh, and, oh, man. Gallego couldn't finish it out. It was five nothing. He gives it up. Then Reyes comes in to try and to lock it down. They give up a walk off grand slam. And then when that happened, I was like, the souls have been sucked out of their body. 
it's finally over. Because <laughs> yeah, you're facing yeah, Max so. Scherzer tomorrow. It is yeah, over. And the sad yeah, thing was, like, St. Louis played 16 innings of great baseball over the weekend, and they have nothing right. to show for it. They had two right. bad innings, and they had nothing to show for it. Now you're still three and a half back. Cincinnati is just jumping off a cliff. They've completely lost it. And they're there's nothing, the and it just, it's just ripping my it. hair out because there's nothing that St. Louis could do to just catch up. They had a great series against Milwaukee. You end it with a horrible loss, and then you get mowed down by Max Scherzer, who is arguably, he's building his case for NL Cy Young now because the way Bueller got beat up on Friday night, he got, mm-hmm. he got beat around by San Francisco. Yeah, them Giants did not take it easy on him. No. Well, he, he pounds the strike zone, and San Francisco can hit, dude. That's the thing with San Francisco, man. So. They've been so up and down. It's a roller coaster ride offensively for them. And then and then Wood goes on the, the COVID list, and it's it's a lot going on for them. But they're still first place. So, I mean, the NL West is going to be a dogfight. Whoever ends up winning that, I mean, Jesus Christ, good on you. you then you have to play a one playoff game if you end up losing the division, even though you're 14 games ahead of everybody. And what are the Yankees and the Red Sox doing? The Yankees are just, what the fuck? Oh, man, I love that. They went from the hottest team in baseball, and now one couple tweaks to the lineup, and now they are just (laughs) skydiving again. They're falling. They got smacked last night, I think, right? Eight nothing in the Blue Jays. Yeah. Before that, losing losing a a series to the Baltimore Orioles. And Yankee Stadium. Ouch. In Yankee Stadium. This is the shit I was talking about last week with the Rays. The Rays did what? They beat the shit out of the Baltimore Orioles and the teams they were mm-hmm. supposed to beat. The Yankees and the Red Sox have been scuffling against those teams they need to beat. That's why they're battling out for a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Well, the Sox the Ra- got a big one tonight. We- I mean, dude, they were up, what, 6 nothing yesterday? Yeah, we blew it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, man. Yeah, that hurt. I thought we we had it in the books, and I look at it, it's 11-10 Rays, and I'm like, Jesus. Sale was on the mound yesterday, too. Yeah, and then the bull, oh, God damn. Bullpen, yeah. He, sales look phenomenal since he's been back. Exactly. I felt like that was going to be the thing. If the, if the bullpen could get it together and sale is what sale is, you're you're yeah. making a run here, but the bullpen has been terrible, progressively getting worse as the mm-hmm. months go on. I think I think we're going to win tonight. I would hope. I would hope we win tonight. Rodriguez. I mean, Wander Franco. Gee, 36 games in a row starting off his career. The youngest to ever do that. I'm telling you, he's a, he's been a dog. Adding I mean, Nelson Cruz to the lineup is a difference maker too. That's a dude who knows how to win some ball games. He's played <laughs> some big games before. That's a big bat down the stretch. He I was mean, he huge gets, yesterday. He, he always, completely yeah. changed that game yesterday. He always gets crucial hits, and he's one of those players who doesn't take a bat off. Man, he's always stays on it. Averpool is hit. now at bat for the Dodgers in St. Louis. Here, he just gave Yadi a nice hug. It doesn't look right. It still doesn't look right. No, it should be on the. It should be flipped around. But. He should be a St. Louis Cardinal. Yeah, mm. can't do nothing about it now, though. No, he's. I hope he wins a ring. Go for it, bud. He's in two thirty nine, sixteen homers and forty eight ribbies. Is like a platoon guy still. It's like they say this guy's fat and washed up. He's still hitting better than most people who are everyday fucking players. Yeah, like there's definitely some players that you know. He could be playing over, but yeah, definitely. He he doesn't really need to be. He could, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done his time. He don't need to be killing himself. No. Mm. Give me a couple pinch hit hits. You know, be be a good guy in the clubhouse. That's what he's been. I mean, Gets everyone loves him. He's a great leader. Brings oh, veteran yeah. presence. I mean, yeah. What I think he's played. 
I think he was. I don't think he's that much younger than Dave Roberts is, the skipper for L.A. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Of course, Albert went deep. No way! <laughs> the ball that he hit, it looked like That's he just great. barely hit it. I could hear it still. It looked oh, like he barely dude. hit it. It looked like he got a little confused. He's so humanly like it makes no sense how strong that man is in his wrists. He just yeah, his, little his flies, little yeah, flick of the carry. wrist, and Tyler O'Neill looked like he's like, oh, I got a fly ball. No, it's gonna still carry. It's into the third row. He's done it. The greatest, was, hey, the that, greatest right-handed hitter right to there. ever live. That's a good call right there. I'm, I'm, I'm happy we caught that live. That, that's a good moment right there. Yeah, his beer belly hanging out, still just jacking home runs. That's what's up, man. I hope he does. I hope he crushes a bunch of balls and they win the goddamn World Series. Go for it. Albert deserves it. I mean. It might be. It might come up to them in the Giants, but you just never know. With playoff baseball, something wild might happen. Exactly. One of them might lose that that one game. You know. I don't think. The I'm Dodgers worried. Would. I'm worried about Scherzer just about every there. team no in the way. American League besides Tampa. I have concerns over Chicago. The back back end's been kind of shaky, and again that that strikeout rate is just gone up and up each month since the All Star break. And they're very right-hand dominant, the whole lineup. That was my problem with the Yankees. They made yeah, some moves, but, like, yeah. there's too many righties. Yeah, yeah. There's no I, versatility, really. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. And they're they starting to, weird games, man. And now they're trying to, like, they're trying to rest their arms, but it's like you're throwing them off their normal routine, and then you're going to throw them back into, like, an even crazier routine in the postseason where you're not pitching every five days, but you're going to pitch every, like, three days sometimes, given how the series is going. So, I, I don't know how that's going to work out for them. Same thing with the Brewers. Brewers are showing something different, though, because they're having a six- to seven-man rotation now to try and naturally kind of stretch them out. But I don't know. You start messing with their rotation, and they're, these pitchers, especially baseball players, they are they are superstitious motherfuckers, and they are all about routines. And if you throw it off just a little bit, it can, it can go a long way. So I, I don't know. I think the Rays are... Yeah. I think they're my pick to come out of the American League still. I think they were my pick before they added Nelson Cruz and did what they did. I think that's still my pick. Yeah, they look like they're the most complete team right now. But... I mean, the rotation, the lineup, and then Wander Franco coming in and being the dude that he is right now, that just changes everything for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's in the, in the NL. It's either San Fran or the Giants. Or, I mean, the Giants are the damn Dodgers. I could then... see Milwaukee. There's a path for Milwaukee. They The way they pitched and the way they got timely hitting against San Francisco last yeah, week. There is, yeah. There's a, there's a way. If they can scratch off enough runs and they're starting pitching one through four is how it's been all year, it's going to be impossible to think of a team that's going to beat them in a series. Just off mm-hmm. that pitching alone. And then you have yeah, Hayter I mean, coming out of the pen, who's been as fresh as he's been in years. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, and then the AL, I think it's whoever gets hot. You know, the Rays definitely look like the best team, though. But And they've been hot still. They've they've yeah. maintained being hot, and they're playing great baseball, and they really haven't had a rough stretch of baseball. Maybe that is bad. Maybe they haven't hit that, that bad stretch yet, and then it happens in the postseason, and they're first round out, and we're like, what the hell? This is almost 100 mm-hmm. win baseball teams out by, you know, the A's or whoever. Look out for the Blue Jays, though. Coming for one of those wild card spots. Yeah, the, Marcus they, Simeon yeah. is hot. They, if they sweep the Yanks here, you know, they're in it. Marcus Simeon is abusing baseballs right now. And the Yankees, man, yeah, he's unbelievable. And what the a, Yankees, I mean. Dude, the just, Blue Jays win. got Simeon and Robbie Ray for, like, 
bargain deals this offseason. They paid $8 million for one year of Robbie Ray. He's arguably running away with the AL Cy Young. And they got Simeon for what? One year, $10 million? Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Just annihilating their value. Just right, incredible. Right. They're both going to get $100 million plus on the open market. So it's going to be fascinating to see if Toronto can keep any of those players, at least one of them. I think you have to keep Robbie Ray or Simeon. Like, you have to. You can't lose keep, both. I would, I would keep the pitcher. Just you have to keep Robbie Ray. Yeah. You got to have, have pitching. To Their pitching the, stinks. The and it stunk for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, literally, yeah. They don't got nobody really. Well, we got 25 them. games left. And... It's about a. It's legitimately a five-team race for the last wild card spot in the National League. The Mets, they had their flaws. They're still alive. They're still alive somehow. They are. They're only they'll four probably, out. That's yeah, not. That's not. That's not hard. And they have the Miami Dol. The, I almost said Dolphins. I'm in football mode. The Miami yeah, Marlins. Right. They have them a couple more series in the last 25. Like they have a very favorable schedule. Same thing with the Phillies. The Phillies have played great baseball so far against the Brewers. They're making a push here. Zach Wheeler's starting to get back into form. He's pitching tonight, and he looks like he's got his stuff tonight. So that's big. I mean, they beat the shit out of the Brewers last night. They had six home runs. It's 12 to nothing. They beat the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper's making a push for that MVP again. I mean, if he makes a run here the last 25, it's going to be hard to not give it to him compared to Tatis, the way that San Diego kind of petered out and lost the way they did, and the position change where he's playing right field almost every day. It's like, I mean, yeah, Tatis has the numbers, but he's played, what, almost 15 games less than Bryce, and Bryce has a better average. He has, I think, what, only 10 less home runs than him, but everything else is kind of comparable. I, it's hard for me not. I mean, Austin Riley should be getting more love. It seems like everything good that happens with the Braves, Austin Riley's around it, but he's getting canceled out because of Freddie Freeman. It's the same thing with Max Muncy and Chris Taylor in L.A. They're just canceling each other out. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, yeah. Black Guerrero Jr. is probably going to have the greatest season of all time that didn't win an MVP. He's first in just about every goddamn batting statistic there is known to man. Every advanced statistic, he is murdering them. And he's going to yeah. finish behind Shohei. And they're both not going to make the playoffs. But if if Vlad and them make a playoff run here, how am I not going to vote for Vlad? I know winning doesn't mean shit to the MVP in baseball, but like it's hard for me not to go with the guy who like carried a team into like a, a legitimate pennant race. Yeah, I mean that's I mean winning if winning mattered, it would be Vlad. It doesn't. I mean, you just can't take away what Shohei did on both. I mean, it's hard to no say a guy's gonna that, lead the know? league in home runs, he's gonna be what, almost ten and one, nine and two at the two, worst, and with yeah, a sub two, two ERA, he has to uh, 23 stolen bases what am i supposed to do with that i'm supposed to not give yeah. that guy the every award possible right right right. what you both of those I mean, dudes are doing these are two of the greatest individual seasons we've ever seen by players and one of them is just is going to be forgotten in history because they didn't win mvp because of it you're just going to forget about it well if the blue jays played at home <laughs> for the whole year they they probably would be in a better uh, opportunity you know have a better yeah, chance was, they probably they, would have more wins you know they needed to play better on the road as well they didn't play well on the road at all because they played well in Buffalo, and they're playing well in Toronto too. They just did not play good baseball on the road, and that's that's the difference in a tight race. Like you have to win on the road, at least you have to be a decent. Team. Like the Rockies, we were just talking about the other day. They're one of the best home teams in the baseball. They're the historically bad road team. They probably have the last wild card spot actually fucking locked up, and we'd have three teams in the West in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be crazy. So yeah, yeah. we've got, and then. 
the biggest, the biggest thing that happened over the weekend. AEW, all out. Pay-per-view Sunday night. CM Punk made his debut, his in-ring return against Darby Allen. It was fantastic. Absolutely incredible. He still got it. He looks better than he has in years, physically. Mm-hmm. He looks old in the face, but that's the kind of like, you know, like Christian and Edge, they're back, but like their bodies are like ripped up. It's like they look like they're 28, but their face, they look like they're 40-something. It makes sense. Yeah. But like they look <laughs> yeah. incredible. Him versus Darby right. Allen was incredible. There was a lot of great stuff to have. Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage was incredible. And then the debut of Adam Cole coming back to AEW, rejoining the Bullet Club. Insane pop that he got. And then a bigger pop for Brian, Brian Danielson. But Daniel Bryan, he returning to the indie scene, back to AEW. Another huge get for them. So, I mean, AEW's making some moves, man. This is huge. This isn't like WCW shit where, like, they got a couple of fucking old geezers who are out of their prime. They can't move the needle anymore. Like, Punk can, showed he could still go. But Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan are still two of the best wrestlers that are going in the world right now. And Vince McMahon let those guys walk away for free. It's just, it's a it's a huge misstep. It is. And I know Vince McMahon right. doesn't care. He's about to take over NXT and ruin that fucking thing. Triple H did such a great job, him and Shawn Michaels. Now they're turning into a thing where they don't want any experienced people. They don't want any old indie dudes. So a lot of those guys are going to get like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. They're going to get cut too. Roger Strong's going to hit the bricks. Like they're going to completely redo this thing. NXT's going to suck. Raw stinks because they keep going back to Goldberg and shit like that. Like it's yeah, WWE's not a, it's not a destination anymore. Well, they still yeah, have the I most mean... money. Vince doesn't give a shit. He's not worried about AEW. That's why he did these things. He's not worried about them, but he should be. They're bringing wrestling back. They're bringing wrestling back, man. That was that was some fucking amazing wrestling on Sunday night, man. And then just to culminate it with Adam Cole and Daniel Bryanson like, coming out. Holy shit, dude. Lost my shit. Unbelievable yeah. stuff, dude. The if Lucha they, Bros they... versus, versus the Young Bucks in a steel cage match was fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. That was some of the best wrestling I've watched in a long time. Yeah, a couple months ago when you showed me uh Wrestling is back. AEW. I literally I looked at you and I told you. I was like, They're back, really, man. This is what we used to watch, you know. This it's, is this, this is the is type back. of wrestling that's that's actually entertaining. It's a good time to be a wrestling you fan know? right now. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It but, is. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's all about the electric, you know, seeing the effects. I swear you to know, God, trying man. Trying to just build it up, you know. That pop, is, like, that pop that Adam Cole got was deafening. And I was like, well, nobody's going to top this. Then literally five minutes later, Daniel Bryan makes his out his debut even louder, where it was deafening. Right, right, right. And these are dudes, they're, they could still go. The right and they're going to wrestle their asses off. And I can't fucking wait for it, man. These are not, this isn't WCW shit. This is not. This is not. It's not the same thing. I get it. These are big names going, but they're not out of their primes. That's for damn sure. And CM Punk showing he still got it. That just moves the needle even more for AEW because if he would have came back and he kind of stunk a little bit, it would have lost that flavor. But he still yeah, got yeah, it, man. Yeah. He's only going to get better over time too. So, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, very good stuff, that. man. So that was the weekend. Yeah, a little bit NFL news, not too much. I think the biggest one was there's a couple of people popping up on that COVID list right before the game this week. Zach Martin. Goof. Yeah. That's a big one, man. As at the wow. same time he went on the list, Dominican Sue was coming off the list. So you're adding Dominican Sue, Vita Vea right in the middle of that defense, and you're losing arguably the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. Not only your best lineman, but the best player. That's hard. 
this is going to be yeah. an uphill climb to begin with, with all the circumstances with that coming back. And like, then you lose Zach Martin. That's hard. That's very difficult, man. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout because the first game, there's always, you know, a little bit of a ramp up period. And I think, I think, I think right. Dak's going to light it up a little bit. And same thing with Tom. I think they're both going to get after yeah. it. I think this will be a nice, fun little shootout. But a lot of people are just expecting this to be like a 25-point blowout going Tampa what? Bay's way. No, 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 no. I mean, it's the line is minus 7.5. The smartest thing I took, I took Tampa Bay minus 4 at half. So I think, I think they'll be up a touchdown at half. And I'm not messing with Dak at the end of any games. I'm not doing it. And okay? then – That's playing with – you know what I mean? That's just – no. Miami added not. two players onto the COVID list. One, their starting tackle. Another one, she and their backup tight end. So that's not a big deal, the backup tight end. But a line that's already in flux is losing their starting right tackle going into a game against New England. So that's tough sledding for two. It already was. The line was going to mm-hmm. stink. And you're already down a starter. So that's not great. I think, you know, a lot of the concern was of a lot of coaches and GMs were worried about players being able to go to their old colleges and watch opening weekend and then coming back and then con- contracting COVID. A lot of people were sitting on eggshells hoping this didn't happen. I'm glad a less people were on the list than what people were fearing and forecasting it to be. We only had a handful of people, so they dodged a bullet on that one. A lot of people were sweating bullets, man. Yeah, I was kind of nervous with uh, Devontae Smith and all them Alabama boys. Yeah, all the Bama boys went back. All the Ohio State boys were kind of in town for the Minnesota game. And there was a lot of dudes that – all the LSU kids were out in L.A. So, yeah, they – there were some teams with some tight buttholes throughout this weekend because they were worried that their kids were going to come back and pop on that fucking list. And that's just a nightmare, dude. So, only the biggest one was Zach Martin. And I think that's something that just – it couldn't have been a cowboy. So is he not? He's not vaccinated, right? He, he can't come back. He is. Like much he, he is, oh, he but is. he. I'm pretty sure he's got it. Got it. So they're he's hoping sick. now. There's a chance he has mild symptoms right now. They said there's a chance that if he can get two negative tests within, I think it was 24 hours of kickoff, there's a chance he could come back out there. Now is Mike yeah, McCarthy that's... going to do that if he hasn't practiced all week? I don't know. Some. Some coaches make it mandatory. You have to at least practice the week of the game to play. So, oh, I don't know. I mean, oh. so I don't know if, it, if it's him. I'm throwing him out. Jerry there. Jones was talking Sorry. on first take yesterday with Stephen A. and Michael Irvin, which was art. I, did you watch any of that, Stephen A. No, and I, Michael I, Irvin? I don't, yeah, I don't. Holy watch shit, that was no. incredible. If that's gonna be every Monday, I'm back on watching first take at 10 a.m. You got me. Michael Irvin was a fucking firecracker. He lost was his he, mind every single topic. <laughs> he lost it, dude. That actually, you're right. He was sweating through his blazer, dude. Dude, I, honestly, the funniest thing about him all week, though, was before Miami played, of course, they had to tweet him, you know what I mean, when he had that chain on and he's screaming into that crowd. Oh, that oh, dude, that promo video that he did insane. a couple, that, that pump-up speech he did in, like, 19, where he just yeah. lost his shit. He had the turnover races. chain on. He was sweating oh, profusely, God. dude. Whew, bro, electric dude. Bro, I wouldn't want to be with him. Like if we're going out there playing football with each other, dude. No wonder why they, they, he didn't lose anywhere he went. Are you kidding me? He's a winner. Boys were ready to kill someone. Yeah. And he and was high way, on coke the whole time. Yeah, I mean that's even better. But um, to counteract Stephen A, give you me need... someone else who's gonna be just like not him, fucking you know Tebow. I mean? No, you know Tebow's I mean? yeah, not, not it. Not, Marcus no, Spears not... is good. He Don't... was on today. Marcus Spears was very good. I can watch Marcus Man. Spears all day long. Honestly, I hate to. I don't want to. Don't don't give me any white nerds. 
Okay, Skip, Max, all these Or just a nerd in general. Don't give me give a me, nerd. Don't give me a small me a, smoking guy. Yes. Don't get like I love Sam Macho. He does not he's not gonna do it against Stephen A. I like yeah, I like him too, but exactly. I want someone with Stephen A. I want someone just like him. I wish Dano, just, Dan Orlovsky like was him. a little more informed about other sports where he could do it, because Dan can get into some arguments. He's a bit of a fucking center blockhead. He's very stubborn. Yeah, and he's, he's very, he's very, though. yeah. If they get him for a football, he could be great for that. Yeah. Oh, they can argue all day. All day. All That'd day. That's all Dan O does. He's either arguing with people on Twitter or he's arguing with everybody on NFL Live. Even though he's completely wrong half the time, he's still like, I'm right and you guys are idiots. I'm right. Might have to give a, might have to give a little golf on ESPN for making a right move by getting rid of Max. Michael Irvin, Stephen A. Smith was absolutely just a lecture, but. Where that came from, he, Jerry Jones was on there, and he was telling Stephen A. and Michael, the way he was talking, that there is a slim chance, there are, there is hope in the building that Zach Martin can clear enough tests to be able to play Thursday night. So that's something to pay attention to. Yeah, it's slim. It's very slim. And Jerry said, we're now Stephen A., we're going to need a miracle. So we'll see. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, dude. God damn it. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, we'll see, you know. Michael Irvin, uh, yeah, that's his guy, though. It was so, fantastic. No, no doubt he was going to join that. So that's that's must see TV. So that's it cool. was. I mean, it was. As long as you get a personality on there, and Stephen mm-hmm. A doesn't have to carry that. Max like has his, a Max has thing. a good personality, like he does. It's just he's just overpowered by what Stephen A is. He's yeah, he's a monster personality, man. He takes over yeah. everything. You have to match that. If then, if not mm-hmm. more, you have to double it. Right, right, right. Because I mean, you're trying to. I hate Skip Bayless, but he guy. he matched it. He had also he could go up another notch of being a complete douchebag. He could when he started slamming that pencil down and not my making it. Start start yeah, looking my at the turn. desk and screaming at the desk. He said it was my turn. It's my turn to talk now. <laughs> Standing up in them Jordans. He's creepy. Hey man, he's, he looks so goofy. He's terrifying. When he when he like comes out of his car dancing a little Wayne and like them them Jordans that look bigger it's than creepy. him. Like it's creepy. Oh, man. It's creepy. I can't wait till he comes back. There's got to be a reunion. I don't care what the hell happens. There has to be like just put just one day a week. Just have Skip and Stephen A. Shoot the. They're gonna have to back of the Brinks truck to get that one going, man. Yeah, I know. Skip is gonna have to turn down some big money at Fox to come back to ESPN, slumming up with Stephen A. Yeah, you're right. So that was about it um, over the weekend. And then today, well, something that's gone on through the weekend, it's been going on for weeks now that I've been panicking about, but trying not to panic about is the (laughs) fact that TJ Watt is still unsigned, still hasn't practiced at all with the team, and we have a game on Sunday. And Mike Tomlin's policy is you have to practice at least three days of the week to be able to play. So apparently there's... um, the old Steeler way is kind of getting in the way of things where they don't like to give a lot of guarantee money and that is holding things up. And I, the Steelers have done a lot of things the past couple of years. That is not the Steeler way. They've traded first round draft picks. They've traded up in the draft. They've done a lot of things that they've never done before. And it was kind of laughed upon. It's like, that's not the Steeler way. They would never do anything like that. So I have hope that by tonight, tomorrow morning, I will see a deal where TJ Watt is the highest paid defensive player in football and they give him his guaranteed money that he fucking wants. And we can just worry about football. Right, so he's not practicing until he gets paid? Is that what you mean? No. He's doing individual stuff by himself to stay you know, conditioning, but he has not practiced with the team since the whole summer. The, he, hasn't, he hasn't done any team training whatsoever. He hasn't practiced with the team once. 
Holy shit. I didn't know Which, that. I thought he was... I mean... I thought it was like a god Look, thing it, it's, it's a thing team, where like. you're glad that you have Melvin Ingram at your disposal. So if this does turn into a long thing, which, uh, I mean, if they don't get it done by week one, Pittsburgh, they don't they don't negotiate during the season. Dude, so, I mean, if they don't get this done by one piece, that's what I said. I, I, I put this out today. I literally, so I made a blank check for TJ this Watt and I made it so for mad. him. Give it to this him. This makes me so mad. Pay to the and order of TJ Watt. Whatever he wants, he deserves it. He's been he deserves it's, it, it's man. Any job in the world, though, just if, give it to and him. You're, and you're and you're one of the best in the world. Just if not, pay him. Pay him. The best. Pay him. You're not gonna. You're not gonna pay him. Pay for him. What? Pay Who him. Who are you gonna possibly go get? Why would you not want to pay I, the best defensive end in the world? Why would you like, dude? I I would love to pay someone like that. I think. You know what I mean? I think the thing the, that's great job. You know I kind of I mean? held out hope because Cam Hayward's deal didn't get done until Labor Day weekend. It was the Sunday. Before Labor Day Monday, he got locked up. Same thing happened with Joe Hayden. There's a couple of deals that have happened the past couple of years where it happened around this time. So I'm still holding out hope that they knock it out. Tomlin said today on Tomlin Tuesdays that he expects TJ Watt to be a full participant in practice tomorrow. So I don't know if that's him being super optimistic. He's going off some intel. Or, again, he's just talking out of his ass and he's being hopeful like the rest of us Yenzers. But I don't know. It, I'm... I'm getting pissed. I'm getting pissed. And I said last week, if they don't sign him, I swear to God, I'll stop watching him. I will. If they let that guy walk out the goddamn door, I will stop watching them. There's no hope. I will put. I will put up. I will put a reservation. Yeah. I'll put paperwork in somewhere else. I swear to God, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'll lose my mind. Oh shit. And look, there's Come a lot on. of people throwing around the world generational. I get it. Maybe he's not a generational talent. He's a Hall of Fame worthy player. Okay. He is the There's best only three players who have had more sacks in, in their league, first dude. four years as a starter than TJ Watt, and all three of them, two of them are already in the Hall of Fame. The other one's his brother who's going to be in the fucking Hall of Fame one day, okay? I don't want to hear it. He's one of the best players to ever live. He's going to be one of the greatest Steelers to ever live if they just sign him and he just continues his 10-year run that he's on right now. Even half the pace he's on, he's still going to be top 10 all-time in sacks easily mm-hmm. with half of his production. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, I mean, this, this to me is a no-brainer. I thought it was, too. I thought this was – so, like, is this going to set a bad precedent going forward with Minka next next summer? Because they let Minka walk away. Again, I won't be watching at that point if they let TJ walk away I, to the point where I won't even get mad that they let Minka walk away. But you, this is a big offseason. You can't lose TJ, and then you certainly can't lose Minka next year. No, you can't lose any of them. This isn't a time to just say, oh, we're just going to – not pay the people who deserve it like what do we should, like pissed. i don't need, it doesn't even make sense so pissed at, at a standpoint it's like so pissed. oh what so we're gonna we're gonna save so five pissed. million dollars for what a backup free safety who it's about it's shit? about the guaranteed money pittsburgh doesn't give away a lot of guaranteed money so that's um, the thing so again like i said i've laid out they've bucked a lot of trends the past two years Maybe this is the start of a new one where they stop with that one because just give him whatever the fuck he wants. That's what I said months ago, and it's what I'm saying today. Give him a blank check, slide it over, and just get the paperwork done. That's it. Not hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that simple. It's that simple. My blood he deserves it. Go boiling. My blood is boiling that they don't have TJ Watt signed yet. So that's it. That's all that's going on right now. And I, you know, we're only a couple sleeps away from football season actually beginning. So I figured now we can kind of dive into the AFC. I wanted to progressively do it, but the holiday weekend, other circumstances have kind of 
I guess, sped up this process. So I figure we can get through the whole AFC today. We'll get into the NFC tomorrow, and then that'll be prepping for Thursday night on Thursday. So we got everything. And then Friday, we can just talk about the game and then prep for the weekend. So let's get into the AFC now. So last year's winners, Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously, 12-4. and They added Najee Harris. They added Trey Turner on the line. They traded for Joe Schobert. They added Melvin Ingram. But, you know, they had a lot of losses. They lost David DeCastro. They lost Marquise Pouncey. They lost Steven Nelson. They lost Mike Hilton. They lost blah, 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 blah. That's all I've heard all season. They lost way too many key players. They have the strongest mm-hmm. strength of schedule, apparently, going into the year. They played 10 playoff teams this year. About I think the official depth chart came out today. They have two rookie starters on the offensive line. Kind of terrifying with an almost 40-year-old quarterback, but... With Matt Canada's offense and his scheme, it seems like they're going to do a lot more window dressing, a lot more running the football, a lot of more creative ways to get the ball out of Ben's hands. So maybe that won't be that big of an issue, but that's that's a lot to digest. That's yeah, a lot to I mean, digest, given how Cleveland has only improved, how Baltimore didn't. It's hard to grade what Baltimore did because they recreated their offensive line. They got a lot of guys that fit their scheme of just maulers and road graders running the football. But they didn't do anything to really upgrade the passing game. They had Sammy Watkins, but Sammy's good for, what, seven games a year? I think I laid it out when he signed that he hasn't played more than 16 games only once in the past eight years. And he's only had, what, two seasons over 700 yards receiving, I think, in his Mm -hmm. career. It's hard for me to imagine that moves the needle for me. And then with the injury of J.K. Dobbins and then Justice Hill tore his Achilles the other day, yeah, that's a lot. That's a big deal. And they just signed Le'Veon Bell to their practice squad today, which I don't think Le'Veon's getting a lot of burn. They're they're in, they're in the market for a guy to be a third running back, but a third running back generally is a guy who's a very big contributor in special teams. So I was kind of confused that they even signed Le'Veon to begin with. He's not a special teams guy. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a second fiddle to Gus Edwards. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's a no risk move, but you would think you need a guy who will play in special teams a little bit because Justice Hill was a great special teams contributor. He wasn't the great running back yet, but he was a really good contributor on special teams. So uh, it's hard for me to not pick Pittsburgh to win the division again. But I feel like, honestly, my brain is just telling me that Cleveland is kind of has the less question marks about them going into this year. I think the biggest question mark is what Clowney are they going to get? But you know, I've been talking about Clowney stunk the past two years, but he's playing against my he's playing on other end of Miles Garrett. He hasn't played with anybody that good in a very long time. And ever. That's gonna change his life a lot. I mean, when he was really dominating, JJ Watt was JJ Watt. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So, JJ Watt, so again, he didn't have a lot of production last year, but Tennessee's pass rush stunk. And the only name that you knew was Clowney over there. So I mean, I don't know. I think I think it opens things up, and they're adding Troy Hill in the secondary. They're adding John Johnson. I mean, it makes sense that Cleveland is the runaway favorite in the AFC North. I feel like that makes that's the consensus. That makes the most sense to me. There's not there's less question marks I have to answer about Cleveland than I do Baltimore now, and Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. I mean Cincinnati. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, right, right, right. One of their top, one of their their starting tackle. Apparently, that they've put a lot of draft capital in. He's fat, out of shape, and he's not even starting for them right now. So they're going to put a journeyman in their attack or starting the season. Jamar Chase hasn't been able to separate, and he's struggled catching the ball not only in preseason but in camp. So there are question marks about him. There's a lot of pressure on Jamar Chase. 
If Jamar Chase doesn't come and light it up, you're going to look at them and be like, why did you not take Penny Sewell? Why? Why did you not or, do that? Or or any of the other receivers. But Well, yeah, not even the receiver. The line was the yeah, biggest problem. Yeah, yeah. Your quarterback Penny got Sewell. killed. Yeah, you're right. That was the right. He's getting the Derek Carr treatment. He's getting the Derek Carr treatment. You invest this capital in a quarterback, and then you worry about the wrong shit instead of just shoring up that line so he could stand up. Even if he's throwing the jobbers on the outside, he's upright. He's not getting killed. He's so talented, he'll make it work with him on the outside. You just got to keep him standing up, dude. Right, right. So Cincinnati stinks. I don't want to hear any more conversations about them potentially being better in Pittsburgh. Shut the fuck up. They stink. They stink. That, they stink. And it's not happened. Joe Burrow's fault. They just stink. It's the front office's fault. Yeah, they I feel stink. Bad for Joe. Me too. But um, when I was looking over this, I thought Pittsburgh had the hardest division. Yes, it, they uh, had Baltimore, the hardest strength Baltimore's of the schedule as well. Weird. Baltimore's is kind of weird. You know, it starts off kind of hard. They have two hard. So Baltimore games. and Pittsburgh have one and two strength of schedule going into this year. Baltimore plays nine playoff teams, and Pittsburgh plays ten playoff teams from last year. Okay, but. I feel like some of the teams that Baltimore's going to play are, are not going to stay as solid as the teams that Pittsburgh's going to play. So, I, don't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not quite sure where. So this they is both, go. they both play Chicago, they both play Green Bay. Obviously, um, Baltimore does get Kansas City. Both of them mm-hmm. get Kansas City. Both of them get Tennessee. Actually, Baltimore doesn't play Tennessee this year. Actually, finally See, for them, that's yeah. a. That's a break for them. They play Indy, though. Indy on paper looks like a tough one, but what are we going to get Carson Wentz-wise? So, yeah, who knows? Yeah. No I mean, there's knows. a lot of question marks in general about and who's going to be quarterback for Chicago at the point they play Baltimore and also Pittsburgh. Like, is it going to be Andy exactly Dalton time still? Too. Is it going to be Justin Fields? Is it even going to be Nick Foles at this point? There's a lot of chatter that it might not even be Fields next. It might be Foles next, and then they're oh, really – it seems like they might really be – stuck to their ways that Fields is going to wait a year and then play. But again, that just doesn't sound like something that that Nagy and that front office, I don't think they have that leash. I really, I don't think Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy can be patient about this, but apparently to think about this, you must have some kind of ringing endorsement from someone above you that your job's not on the line. You know what I mean? Like if my head was in the guillotine, I'd do anything I could to get it out. But apparently that's not the way they feel. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Nick Foles can only play in one city. Hey, guys, everyone, everyone, everyone knows that he can only play in one. Guys, thanks. Guys, thanks. Okay. So who who are you take? Are you with me? Is that it, no brainer that it's Cleveland, given their schedule? Um, I, I'm. I and the question Pittsburgh marks. To win, of course, I I put I put a little ten dollar twenty dollar on Pittsburgh to win the division because you know you get like seventy five bucks or something crazy. But um, I, I think Cleveland Cleveland's the, the front runner. And then I think you and Baltimore honestly 50-50. It honestly is just going to come down to a, a few games. I think those know, are like the two, two wild games, card teams. I think I think the North again is going to have three <laughs> playoff teams again. It easily could be that. It's just weird because Baltimore's the end of their schedule. They have like six divisional games. They're trying so to like, they're trying to make a very divisional heavy at the end of the year to kind of make you interested and in kind of. Okay, eliminate them sense. like sitting sense. starters at the end of the year. Like, especially with a 17 game season, you want everyone's attention throughout. So, um, oh, they're yeah. pissed off. <laughs> the Eagles, the Eagles last year. Yeah, maybe. Oh my God. The All judge, these Aaron is, it, is it, uh, Mr. Judge still mad about that? Whatever. Judge is mad about everything. He's a Belichick guy. So we're yeah, both on right. Cleveland here. Yeah, I got Cleveland. Okay. All right. I'm going to write. Even though I want, I want Pittsburgh. All right. So in the AFC, we both have Cleveland. 
in the north. All right, so in the south, Tennessee, you add Julio Jones. You keep Ryan Tannehill. You keep that offense generally intact. You lose Johnny Smith. Okay, but you have Ferkser, who showed flashes last year when Johnny Smith was banged up with an ankle injury that I don't think it matters who's playing tight end with them. That middle of the field is going to be wide open with that running game oh, they yeah. have and the two monsters on the outside. Oh, man. I think it doesn't. I don't think that's really going to be that big of a concern for them. The biggest thing can Vrabel get them defensively at least middle of the pack, adding, adding Bud Dupree. Does that does that move the needle that much? Does adding Janoris Jenkins add that much? I don't know. I really don't. It. Is their first-round pick Caleb Fairley, if if he is healthy and he's the dude that people say he is, does that make them again? So there's a lot he's of a question dog. marks he's with Tennessee. Dog. But out of everyone in the division, I think, again, like I'm going with Cleveland, they have the less question marks out of everybody. I'm going yeah, Tennessee easily yeah. in I this mean, division. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's much uh, for a debate. Yeah. I. They look phenomenal on paper. Yeah. So if they can put it together – and honestly, sometimes when you don't have, I mean, I was going to say, like, if they had a really good tight end, I mean, who's going to stop them? But sometimes when you have a decent guy, the defense don't Again, he's a, he's very he's very good. He's not Jonu Smith, obviously. Yeah. He's not a weapon that, you know, can they, can, the ball. they can do jet sweeps with and shit like that, yeah, like they yeah, were doing yeah, last yeah. year. But yeah. he's a guy who can catch the ball, and he can move a little bit after the catch. So, honestly, I, mean, I, just don't, I don't know how you guard him. For me right now, I'm, I'm debating whether I put a bunch of money on Ryan Tannehill being MVP. Of the league, he's at about plus four thousand right now at his odds, given the numbers he's put up over the years, and the way this offense has improved again. And if Tennessee is as good as we think they're going to be, where they're probably hovering around what four or five losses this year, if that their schedule is very favorable, mm-hmm. it would take just an injury to Tannehill to kind of derail it, or Derrick Henry gets hurt or something like that. It's the only thing I can kind of see where it, it lowers their floor and ceiling, but. If he's hovering around, putting up the same numbers he's put up the past two years, and they're hovering around like a one seed in the AFC, it's not that hard to think that Tannehill's MVP is really not. Oh, yeah, when I was going over it, I think they win about 13, 14 games. Here. Correct. I mean, just you know, just blindly looking at the schedule, it's hard to I really mean, look at loss. Now, it all depends. What indie are we getting? Are we getting a good Carson Wentz? Are we getting a healthy Carson Wentz? That's true. He are we getting that he defense could, from last year? Noise. That could be different now. Because if those two just beat the shit out of each other and whoever comes out on top of that division, they can make a run. And he's got a phenomenal yeah. defense. That defense is ready to win now. It could win today. It's all well, dependent on what mm-hmm. Carson Wentz we get. And if they can yeah, overcome I mean, those early injuries, we got T-Y, something yeah. there. That that scares me, though. They even got T.Y. already. Right. And that's you know, a neck already, thing where they they're already, saying it's what? They're saying like four weeks, but there's a disc in his no neck. Idea. That's not going to go away. Yeah, they have no idea. That's hard. They're just putting him on like a timetable and just hoping that he's ready in four or, or maybe six it's one weeks. of those bullshit timetables like it was with Wentz and Quentin Nelson and they're walking in two days. I don't know. But with right, Neck, right, Neck right, is always right. worrisome, especially with a guy who's going to get hit a lot. I I don't like that, like him bouncing back. He's not really fixed. He's just letting his body like heal itself. I mean, the South dude, stinks. Those things don't get, those things don't get no, better, dude. This, this division stinks. This is a great opportunity <laughs> for Tennessee to pile a lot of wins quick. Yeah, Houston. It, it really does. Houston stinks. They, they really they're wins. they're terrible. And Jacksonville's intriguing. They really are. They've added some pieces. If Trevor Lawrence is the dude, that raises their ceiling quite a bit. 
they could win five or six games. Who knows? It depends how great Trevor Lawrence is. It depends how well that defense kind of plays. Can it keep them in ball games? Does it give up too many points where Trevor Lawrence can't score? Because they have some pieces offensively where if they can protect Trevor, they can move the ball a little bit. So I don't know. Jacksonville will be very fun. But I, again, I don't think they're going to win a lot of ball games. You know, James Robinson back there. You got Marvin Jones Jr. You got Chenault. You got DJ Chark Jr. You, like, you got pieces. Get the ball out of Trevor's hands quick and just move the ball and run the ball with Robinson. That could be a deadly offense I, right there. It could definitely put up 20 to 30 points. I don't game. see there's a world where Trevor Lawrence stinks. I don't see. No, no, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Regardless ain't of how big of a dumpster happen. fire Jacksonville is, you're going to see Trevor Lawrence has got the goods. It's whether that team is good enough around him or not. Oh, them Jan- yeah, th- them kids catch the ball. He's going to put it in the spot where they, they can right. make a play. They just All have right. to make the play, you know, and that's just what it comes down to if they have those type of guys. But So we're both chalk so far. We're both going Cleveland and Tennessee so far. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so AFC East. This one I'm kind of teetering, but I still feel like it's Buffalo. Oh. I'm still in Buffalo. Now, the defense still is probably going to stink. Yeah. They're still trying to figure out pass rushing. Uh, they're hoping Gregory Russo comes in and kind of gives them a spark, but they're still trying to figure out the rotation of their line. And their run defense was very porous last year, so I'm I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting to see if Pittsburgh can kind of run the ball a little bit to kind of negate having that inexperience at tackle and at guard there. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, you would think that Josh Allen's going to have another monster year again. Like that's a consensus around the league. And it's hard for me not to argue. I'm just going off what I saw last year. It's hard to think that he's going to regress, but it's possible. We've seen crazier things happen. It's kind of all on him. You know, if if he plays good, you know, they're going to be, they're going to, are you, are you intrigued by new England at all? Like, does that move the needle for you? It kind of did for me for a second, but adding a rookie quarterback into the mix, that ends it for me. That's in a discussion for me. I just, I mean, if he comes in there, is he and wins Russell division, Wilson? He's the last rookie quarterback to win a playoff game in 2012. I mean, Russell Wilson came in, and he just automatically raised their floor. Like he was just, oh yeah, this guy's going to be a dude for 10, 15 years. Is, is that Mac Jones? Is it? I don't know. I don't know if he'll be as good as rookie Russell Wilson. Exactly. That guy, that, and that's I mean, the only really way good. I see this New England team toppling Buffalo and kind of making a real move here. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick a rookie quarterback and and that team to beat someone who's are they better the than Miami? Five and MVP. That too. Who's gonna lose to Miami? Because whoever loses to Miami is Miami is, still is any be good? The bad There's spot. a lot of turmoil in there. Like that means stuff. Like the locker rooms in disarray. They're worried about all that outside shit. And the Kyle Van Noy thing is very weird to me. How they sign him, they cut him, and then he goes play for New England, and they're paying for him to play in New England. It's like. Brian Flores, are you doing a deal with Belichick, your boy here? Like, it's very confusing what they're doing, and their line stinks. They still don't know who their starters are going to be. I mean, this is bad. I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I want to love Miami. I love the idea just, of their defense. I love the idea of Tua making that second-year jump and them adding those pieces around them. But, like, that run game is probably going to stink still. Miles Gaskins, your starting running back. Yeah, that's true. I don't that running Patrick really Laird bad. is going to come in. Like you're going to have a white running back back there. That's not good. Yeah. That's not uh, good. They got, they got a lot of questions uh, to answer and That's my thing going into this. Who has the last questions? Who has the last questions? And it's the Bills. 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 But at the same time, it would take you know, a monumental collapse from revenge. Josh Allen. It would. Yeah, the revenge tour though by Billy Belichick, I think is 
Now, what Dude. what New England are we going to get defensively? Are we going to get the one that was close in New England or in Buffalo, where they were a Cam kind of knockout away from losing, or when Josh Allen beat the shit out of him on Monday Night Football? Also, know right, Stephon right. Gilmore for at least the first six weeks of the season. So you're having J.C. Jackson and Jalen Mills go up a step. I don't like that. There's it right there. Forget, Plus, forget the I pages. get they're bringing forget back seven guys, but you're bringing back seven forget. guys who were out of football for a year. That's hard to get back into. Yeah, they better have been not taking a whole year off and been working out. You could somewhere. still work out, but there's a difference between working out and then yeah, playing yeah, in the yep. NFL. That's that's yes. going to take a second. Yes. So I don't think this defense is going to be world beaters from the jump like people are picturing them to be. But I could be wrong. I think they'll be top 15, top 10. But you're right. I don't know if they're going to be dominant like a top five. Yeah, people are talking three. about them pitching a shutout against Miami and just kicking their shit in. But it's like, again, you're acclimating seven dudes who didn't play football at all last year. And we're seeing that's kicking Jamar Chase's ass a lot. I just don't like – you just you just don't bet against goats. I mean, it, again, it's Belichick hard. Is over there. Well, it was hard to fathom that New England kind of struggled the way they did last year. You thought, okay, they added Cam. Who cares? I mean, they got no. They got this division still. It's still Bill. It's still Bill Belichick over there. You got the the mullet Belichick calling the defense. Pat Patricia's back in his number two pencil. Like, yeah, okay, I just I can't talk myself into a rookie quarterback winning that division. So is every NFL stadium one hundred percent capacity? Yeah, everybody's at capacity. Oh, uh, Bills, Bills all the way. Yeah, Bills Mafia is all the way back. What are you, talk, what are you talking about? All right, so That's we're all over. we're all chalk here so far. So I who think, who I wins the so. West? Kansas City, right? I mean, I I don't yeah, see. Come on. Come on. Now there's a ain't no way. There's a way that potentially Los Angeles wins it, but Justin Herbert would have to be superhuman, uh, which I think he's going to be pretty damn close to. His second year mm. jump is going to be incredible. And this is just a top 10 defense from last year. And it's a top 10 offense from last year. Is that enough to beat Kansas City? I don't know. No. Oh, no Kansas City's so. got a lot of question marks. That defense was Ben Bone Break last year. Are they going to be as good as they were last year? I don't know. Is that offensive line, all five new guys, meshed together to protect Mahomes enough to do what they want to do offensively? I don't know. Yeah. Tampa showed people how to beat them. It's just correct. You if gonna, you can get, you if you can get, if you can get constant pressure with your front four, it yes. changes everything. If you can it's drop eight, line, yeah. if you can drop eight or nine back there, and you can make Patrick work, uh, that's hard to beat. So uh, over but side, again, yeah. nobody has the personnel that Tampa Bay does in the league. So it's yeah. easier said than done. Yeah, exactly. That's what I How much say, of a step so. backwards does Los Angeles take defensively because they lost Melvin Ingram? Now, he didn't play a lot last year, but when he did, he was super impactful. So, it, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to pick against Kansas City given everything that they have talent-wise. I just feel like Kansas City is just, I mean, against other teams, they're just going to have an easier time. Um, but it could be like uh, Wentz's second year with Philadelphia. Everything could be clicking, and that, and that, and that we had a good defense just like the Chargers do, so... You make a good point. I mean, they I don't think it's insane be... that there's a chance they could potentially make it interesting, but I don't know. I don't know. At Las Vegas too, I want I want nothing to do with Las Vegas. Um, yeah. 
I mean, Baltimore's going to have a handful opening night going to their place. That place is going to be yeah, with, fucking insane. With the running back deficiencies that you have, Holy Rashawn shit, Bateman's dude. missing on the outside. You really haven't had a lot of time to work with Mahomes and the guy, or with Lamar and the guys. So that's going to be a very interesting game for Baltimore because kind of going into it, you're like, okay, Baltimore gets their nice first road win on Monday night. Lamar primetime. This is great. Fast forward a couple so. weeks. It's kind of shady now, but that defense is still – it's going to get him through some things. If that defense yeah, on paper right. right now, you're like, holy shit. As long as Jimmy Smith and Tavon Young, they can make it through these last couple practices here and they can finally have that secondary <laughs> yeah, together for the first time in years, you're like, holy yeah. shit, this is horrifying. The secondary is, but they got to they gotta get pressure. I, you know, yeah, I don't a la Justin Houston. Justin Houston. People, People can get open, dude. That's People the thing, too. That's open. always been my thing is they have to get some pass rush, and that was my thing you with them last year. You could talk and about how great that secondary been. is. You got to get a pass rush. You have to rush the yeah. passer, and they just haven't gotten enough sack the last two years. Adding Justin Houston, you add the kid out of Penn State. You have Helps. Calais Helps. Campbell. You got Brandon Williams hopefully healthy all year. You can get some push on the pocket. Not even, Maybe not even sacks. Just generate enough pressure to make the quarterback move a little bit. Move him off his spot. Because, I mean, you could have Marlon Humphrey arguably the best corner in the league. Marcus Peters arguably the best two in the league. You have Jimmy Smith, the great slot corner. Tavon Young also. But, like, dudes can get open in four seconds, no matter who you are. That's what I'm – yeah, exactly. So, it's just – it's. I mean – It's crazy it's how much hard. Baltimore stock has kind of soiled a little bit the past couple of weeks. But I still think Isn't it wild? Yeah, it is wild. you have Lamar and you have a plus defense. I think – I don't think they're out of anything. Now, do I think they're going to be a 13-win team like I did before? No, I still think they're double-digit nah. wins, but I don't think they're going to be like arguably like a one seed like I potentially thought they, they were going to be yeah. before they got ravaged with all these injuries. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could easily uh, lose their first two games of the year easily. You know, they play the Raiders and they play the Chiefs. So Yeah, they could easily be that, looking 0-2 in it. the face, and it gets easy it, from there. It does get easy, though. Like, it's pretty damn easy, you know, so. All right, so we're pretty chalk on the division winners here. I think it's, I mean, but here's the thing. Like, those, those third teams that are coming up out of nowhere, like a Raiders, like a Chargers. Are the Raiders if, that if, one? Are the Raiders a, a like, a legitimate dark horse? Because that defense stinks. Like, I feel like they could just, they're going to, they always, you know, they always beat Kansas City one time They at least year, get one. They have, so that's what I'm saying, like. That scares me a little bit. If they're going to beat them one time, that opens up lanes for the Chargers to go on a run. And then also, hell, Denver could beat one of them one time. And that could be – that could be, Yeah, yeah is know, that, that division more lot. interesting than I think it is? Is is Denver something? Denver's defense is damn good, yeah. Well, I mean, we're finally going to get Bradley Chubb and Von Miller on the same time, like, rushing the quarterback like they've been trying to mm-hmm. do for years. Like, they finally have it. Like, again, Patrick Sertain – Looks like he's going to be a dude. I mean, they're at the point they're so loaded at the corner, they're trying to just give Bryce Callahan away, who could start on most teams in the league. Yeah, I'd take him. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Just offensively, are they going to be able to put what, up enough? I think they're better than what people think. Like, when people look at the division, but like, oh, they play the Broncos, oh, that's the easy. Well, you that's know, the thing. Like, what do people think of them? Like, there are okay, people relax. that believe that, you know, Aaron Rodgers they're was. they get one divisional win. They have one Aaron Rodgers there in the Super Bowl this year, but there are people that. Don't think they have a chance in the division. Like, if Teddy They're Bridgewater, if, if Teddy Bridgewater is more New Orleans Teddy than he was Carolina Teddy last year, are we talking about a legitimate double-digit win team that can kind of sneak into a wild card spot? 
Yeah, I mean, do they have a better chance than the Raiders do? I'm, Raiders have the better quarterback play, obviously, but Derek Carr doesn't have the same weapons that Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke has at his disposal, and his defense hard stinks. To, hard to play in Denver. That air. I mean, Kansas City's never had a problem. Yeah, you're right. They had never had a problem with them. But well, that was because well, Drew I mean, Locke it, was giving them the ball nonstop the past two years. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It all comes down to Teddy Bridgewater. It also, it yeah. comes down to Carr, too. This is a big year for Derek Carr. If Derek Carr takes a leap, because he's been decent. Like, he hasn't been a bad quarterback. He's never, but he's not. Yeah, but you got to be that floor raiser. League, like, you got to yeah. go, dude. This is the year where you got to put up big numbers, man. They need him to. They need him. He's just he's just been flatlining since he had that one really good year. I mean, he was good last year, but it just it wasn't enough. Wasn't enough, yeah, wasn't enough. You have Henry so, Ruggs, like you have a little bit of explosion there. They just don't take enough big shots down the field. You have Josh Jacobs, you add Kenyon Drake to that backfield. It's yeah, interesting. John Gruden over there sleeping oh, three hours Christ. a night. Oh, Chucky. I mean, he's got to have the best guy in report in the league. He sleeps three hours a night. Like, I mean, what you know? What so, I mean? what are we? Are either one of us taking someone other than the second and third place in the AFC North as a wild card team? Uh, no, I'm much more confident in the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens. Is win, there is know? there a world where it's Pittsburgh and Los Angeles? I think there is. Is there, there potentially I mean, a world where it's Los Angeles and Denver? I think it would be the Raiders before Denver. You're, you're taking Las Vegas over Denver. Yeah, I think they're better. First year in that uh, in that crazy-ass stadium with fans back. Yeah, but you're a mile high. Yeah, you're right. With Von I mean, Miller but... back, if he is half of Von Miller with half of Bradley Chubb, that defense was damn good last year without either one of them. I just I don't have any faith in Teddy. I, I hate to say it. Like, I, I want to have faith in Teddy. I've always liked I Teddy. I love Teddy, but is he going to be – but I don't know if he's going to be that guy. I really don't. He stunk last year for the most part. Yeah, he was all. Carolina awful. could have been a really good football team last year. They got some steady quarterback play. I mean, I, I bet for Carolina multiple times because I thought he would be better. And, I didn't and then even the when lines, they got McCaffrey back, I mean, that game that they played against Kansas City and Kansas City with McCaffrey there, like you're like, wow, Carolina is actually a pretty good football team here. Like I think Matt Rule is doing something here. But it just Teddy Bridgewater, when the game was on the line, he turned the ball over. So – that was apparently what won him the job over Locke because he's not a turnover machine, but he's had just as bad turnover problems as Locke has. So it's, I don't know. I don't, the West is could be fascinating or it could be the most boring division in football where Kansas City just runs yeah, away right, with it. Right. And Herbert's yeah. been cool, but like they have no shot of getting into the playoffs. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go Pittsburgh and I'm going to go Los Angeles. Those are going to be my wildcard teams. Holy shit. Those are my wildcard teams. Oh, Pittsburgh's oh a big – there's a lot of question marks for Pittsburgh that has to be answered within the first couple weeks. Who's going to be the slot corner? Who's going to play outside in, in dime? Who's going to be the dime backer? Are they going to sign fucking TJ Watt? Is Najee Harris that guy? Because if Najee Harris is that dude, that changes everything. It really does. It makes he Ben's is, life is a lot top? easier, and it, no, it extends that, that career a little bit longer. But if he is just the guy – if he's decent, that's that's not going to get it done. They need him to be a fucking dude. No, he's a dude. He's probably going to get at least 1200 yards. It's hard for me to bet against Lamar here. Like I want to make it Pitts, I want to yeah, make it Baltimore yeah. and Los Angeles. Like it's hard. I don't feel like yeah. I, I don't think this year the more I think about it, I don't think three teams come out of that north. They're going to beat the that's, shit out of I each mean, other. 
I don't. I don't. I think it's only two this year. It would have to be so weird, like how the schedule is, like especially just because how the Ravens finished the year with six divisional games. So like, it would they be, also you know they don't I mean? lose like, in December. Yeah, that's but true too. How long are they going to be able to overcome these injuries? I don't know. Is how, Gus how Edwards going to be your guy? For? Like, I think Bateman's going to miss at oh, least four man. weeks. See, this is this is the problem. Without J.K., without receivers, man, they didn't do nothing I know. for me on that end. I know, and I feel so bad for Lamar. It's it's just it's a, it's we're talking about this team not even making a wild card, and they have a top three quarterback in the league. That's a disgrace. That's a disgrace, Tom. You know, it pisses I, me off even I'm, thinking about it. I'm about to do something here. I'm saying that the Steelers missed the playoffs. I'm putting Baltimore in that wild card spot. Well, it's not a bad one, but I'm going the opposite way. I'm saying Pittsburgh makes a wild card. I'm saying the Ravens miss it. So, just because uh, how, how are they going to make it? You're they going Pittsburgh. No the ball to. You're going Pittsburgh and what? Chargers, Broncos, Colts. Uh, I I think I'm going to go Patriots. New England. I'm old, okay. I'm going to go Billy Billy Belichick. So you're um, saying a rookie quarterback is going to make is going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. I think he is. Yeah, all right. All right. Is. So we're going to go New England and ball and, and Pittsburgh. I think they're yeah. I think they're going to finish okay. the year real strong. Uh, New England is. I think Pittsburgh is going to start out the year pretty good. You know, I mean, they might lose week one, of course. Buffalo, they're going to get their but... fucking shit pushed back in yeah. Buffalo, which is fine. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I don't care. That's okay though. It's one game. Uh, the T.J. Watt scenario, he that kind of scares me a little bit. It is a scenario. But... It's also it's a scenario and a situation scenario. molded into yeah, both. Yeah, it yeah. is. That's how big of a fuck this is. You create yeah, a word, right. and that perfectly describes it. Yeah, that was perfect. That was perfect. It's a scenario, um, and it stinks. <laughs> so like Jerry the Kid. But, um, yeah, I mean, but I think Najee Harris is really going to help. That offense is going to be something special. Okay, something so. really good. All right. That Pittsburgh offense is something good. So something let's, get, really well let's, to get to, let's get to awards here. So MVP, best player in the AFC this season is going to be who? I think the best record's going to be Tennessee. Okay. But, so I think Derrick Henry takes uh, takes the crown. Gets oh, okay. Has, has another 1,800. So you're thinking along my here. lines of thinking, but you're using it going to be Derrick Henry instead of Tannehill. I think it's a coin toss, but yeah, I'm going to go with they're going to This run. is also, this it's, is an MVP of the league. This is just like the best player in the AFC. Like the, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I Derrick mean, Henry look, again. Before, okay. before the injuries, with, I was going with Lamar. But I don't. I don't feel comfortable. See, with that that's anymore. this is setting up I to really be don't. a Lamar year. It's all going right. to be on Lamar. This is it. This is Shit. this is a year for Lamar to shut everyone to shut the fuck up. They need Lamar to be yeah. superhuman. If there's a person who could do it, just give him the ball and get out of the way. It's Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm picking Lamar. Yeah, people are talking about who's going to get the handoffs and all this. Like, Lamar. What are you talking? Just, just roll them out. You it's remember what Cam Newton did in 2015? You remember what he did that year? Where they just yeah, gave him the I mean, ball and get the well, fuck out of the God. way? That's right, what Lamar yeah, is going to do this year. And there's no better dude in the league right now than than that guy. So do it. And he also, he doesn't play the way Cam did where Cam was physical, man. He was a backer. He's, yeah, he, he was played people. Lamar, you can't Lamar, touch him. No, no one touches You can't him. hit him. Yeah, I'm going Lamar. His elusive, yeah, his, his uh, you know. Okay, so looseness is the, who is going to be... So you think that New England's going to make the playoffs? So I'm assuming that you think well, Mac Jones on. is going to be offensive rookie of the year in the AFC. Yeah. yeah so Mac. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
either uh, either Mac or Najee. I don't think Harris is that good, dude. I think Najee is going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year for both com. I think he's going to be overall the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think Najee is going to be the dude. Well, you know, I got Devontae. I think he's getting peppered by Jalen. We don't got no one else to really throw the ball. So we'll do we'll do the NFC one tomorrow. So that's who well, you that's, got, obviously. Yeah, that's, that's who I was yeah, going to have you fun. do anyway. Um, yeah. How about Defensive Player of the Year in the AFC? This I one has a different like, answer. Make the wild card. I was I was gonna go with you know Jaboy, but he's not signed yet. Yeah, that's so a big. Like, that's the, a big. I'm gonna also put. I'm putting T.J. Watt down as a question mark as well, with a question mark next to it as well. He's got to play. I mean, hell, how do you? You know what I mean? I think there's. A, <laughs> I think there's an avenue play. where potentially Calais Campbell could get Defensive Player of the Year for Baltimore if he is really that dude and he disrupts everything and he plays at a just an, a phenomenal level for a defense that's probably going to finish top two or three in the league to get them a wild card mm-hmm. spot. There's a, I think there's a pathway where that happens. There's also a pathway I think like Patrick Queen could get in the mix as well. I don't think we've seen the best of Patrick Queen yet either. Yeah, I think it's it would be more Patrick Queen. Clayus gets doubled all all day, every day. I mean, so does, so does fucking Aaron Donald. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I, I just don't know. Clayus can be that guy right now. I mean, how old is he? He's in his 30s, right? He's 31, 32. I mean, he was yeah, dominant just, last year still. That guy is just, I think he's, he's so yeah, big. It he, doesn't I mean, matter. He's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to push the line back. It's just, you know, when that center hedges over, I just don't know. I think it's more the outside rushers for the Ravens. And, you know, they blitz, you know, 50% of the time. So usually when you do your assignment and you grab those two people, there's other people coming in behind for that defense to fill those holes to get yeah, to clean the quarterback. it up. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't know if he'll have a, uh, like a, the numbers to jump off the screen to where he'll, he'll win it, but he'll definitely be. That's one of those you know? awards where people pay more attention to impact than they do like numbers. Oh, I'll lie Aaron right. Donald over TJ Watt the past two years. Like Watt is that better numbers, but impact wise, it's like, everyone's like, Oh yeah, it's Aaron Donald. Obviously. Everyone knows. Yeah. 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 That's true. So who's That's winning true. the AFC? True. Who's winning the AFC? I'm taking TJ Watt because I think the deal's going down. No, who's who's winning the AFC? Like, what team is winning the AFC? Oh, who's who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Out of Cleveland, Tennessee, Buffalo, Kansas City, oh, New England, and Pittsburgh, who is in the Super Bowl for you? Mr. Mike Rabel. You're putting Tennessee in the Super Bowl? I'm putting Tennessee I would love in the to Super see Bowl. that, man. That's the thing. To, people That's are not guy. talking about Tennessee enough. They're just not. Yeah, no, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's hard. That guy, after last year, they had a, the last two years, they've been, you know. They've been they one of the best teams in football. Baltimore. They they've been one of the best teams Baltimore. in football you know for the mean? past two years. That and then you add a generational talent in Julio Jones alongside your already mammoth budding superstar receiver in A.J. Brown with the, the horse of horses, Derrick Henry. And Ryan Tannehill, I mean, unless he literally falls they off a bet. cliff, his numbers have been yeah. right there with Lamar and, and Patrick Mahomes as elite They've quarterbacks in the AFC. So I love that pick. A lot of people are just jumping automatically to Cleveland and Buffalo, but we're forgetting about Tennessee here. And it's hard for me not yeah. to pick Tennessee. I'm still going to go with Kansas City. Uh, I think quarterback play is so important, and there's no better quarterback in the league than Patrick fucking Mahomes. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Now it's. I mean, it is. It, I mean, it means a lot about that offensive line. But there's a dude who can like cover up a lot of deficiencies. It's Mahomes. I know he didn't do it in the Super Bowl, but he should have. They dropped a lot of footballs in that game. 
Yeah, uh, that yeah, receiving yeah. core really dropped. Really, they literally dropped the ball. And defensively, yeah, they couldn't literally. get a stop against Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, literally. Literally, yeah. And uh, you know what, dude? I'm so also well going. I, fuck it, dude. I'm going Tennessee too, man. They're so well constructed, Tom. They're like playoff bound. I, I'm picking Tennessee too. You know, clock, why not, man? Score. That's the thing. They a can defensive dog. They can, can milk can't the get clock. Them boys top fifteen, you know, top fifteen, top ten. Let's, you know what I mean? That why not? I think they were and what twenty fourth in defense last year, hovered oh, around mid twenties most of the year. But if you on. looked at the talent Braves. they had defensively, they didn't really have a lot. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, maybe, yeah, we'll see. Know. Hopefully, they get better on that side. But that's a question mark. Of course, Kansas City is probably everyone. I mean, so Tennessee, favorite, of course. they added Julio Jones, they added Bud Dupree, they added Janoris Jenkins. They added D'Amico Autry to, on that line on the same side as Bud there, rushing the passer as well. And then they drafted Caleb Fairley like high in the first round. So beast. they went all defense essentially this offseason. They added Julio. You lose Corey Davis. You lose Adam Humphreys. Okay. But you They're added Julio in, Jones. So you know what I mean? That is a Super Bowl contending team right there. Like I don't know any other – team that's not a Super Bowl contender that's not them. They got two top receivers. I mean, it's uh, easy to pick Kansas City. It's easy to pick Kansas City. Yeah. That'd be fucking yeah, boring. Because I'm going to pick Tampa Bay tomorrow too, so whatever. That's going to be boring as shit if I pick Kansas City and Tampa Bay again. <laughs> and I'll be a complete right, homer yeah, asshole if I pick Pittsburgh again. Even though they started 11-0 and Tampa Bay won the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, that could have been A. I had people looking at me sideways all year. It's like, Tampa Bay's built to win it all. I don't know. Okay. I was, I've been, yeah. Okay. I, I was saying that too. I was. Like, I gave you this numbers. Might be the most I gave you numbers. I gave you foolproof statistics that hasn't lied in thirty years. And Tampa Bay crossed every fucking box. I laid it out before the postseason started. I said they're going to be in the goddamn Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And win the fucking thing. Now, Pittsburgh. I mean, how do you overthrow a? Yeah. How do you? How do you throw the snap over a six foot five fucking quarterback? How? How do you do that? You got to be jacked up or something, dude. Or not being able to feel your body. And just Come on, pounce. To, You're better than that. Ball. All right. We did the AFC. That's pretty good. We did the AFC here. So we'll do that tomorrow at the NFC. Yeah. Which I think is a I little mean, more think... chalk, honestly. I don't think there's that yeah. much intrigue in the NFC. Maybe the NFC West, there's it's, it has a chance to be like a spicy division over there. But there's a lot of question marks in that division as well. Like, we're talking about both West divisions. There's a lot more question marks than there are solid answers coming out of that division. Yeah. The South has a chance 100%. to be very intriguing. Like, we know Tampa Bay is a juggernaut, and they should arguably be talking about playing for an undefeated season. But if Carolina is, they can be feisty. They have a good offense. Yeah, Joe Brady, yeah. can, can he get the best out of Sam Darnold? Is, is this finally going to be it? I don't know. You get McCaffrey mm-hmm. the whole year, hopefully, with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Like, got some stuff on the outside. Defensively, they went all defense all offseason. Most of the draft the past two years has been defensive. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's a sneaky good team. New Orleans. New Orleans bringing the same defense back. Is Jameis Jameis? Mm-hmm. I mean, Sean Payton's the quarterback whisperer. Uh... If he can get anything out of anybody, it'd be Jameis, right? If he can just cut down on half of those turnovers, we're talking about a fucking pro bowler. We're talking about a $100 million quarterback here. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see him. Uh, Atlanta has a chance back. to be fun. 
defensively, they can't stop a nosebleed, I'm sure, still. But offensively, yeah, they're can... fun. Oof. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts can move him all over the place. Russell Gage is going to step up and be a blow, a breakout candidate. Like Mike Davis mm-hmm. in the backfield with Matt Ryan, they have a pretty good offensive line. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think they're going to miss Julio taking the top off and, and always having two people. Julio's not there. very good anymore. He's washed. He doesn't play a lot of games, remember? He's not very good. Nobody wanted him except for Tennessee, so. Yeah, I was talking to some jabron at work, and he's just like, I don't even know how he went for a second round pick. This is the problem. Excuse me? This is the problem. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. This is the problem. What are you talking about here? Don't worry. People are going to be bitching how unfair it is in a couple weeks. They're going to be bitching. Oh, well, it's not fair. It's not fair. Well, they're giving it to Derrick Henry and he's getting 10 off the rim. It's not yeah. fair. How'd they get Julio Jones? Your team could have got him too, asshole. You didn't want to give up a second round pick. A second round pick. He should be in Baltimore, dude. That. Oh, my gosh. It's okay. It's whatever. They, they didn't want to do it for whatever reasons. I don't know why. No, it should be. It, it should it be Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. They should have kept. Well, they should have got Antonio Brown last year at the bye week. They yeah. could have signed him, brought him back on the cheap. Then they could have traded for Julio Jones. Then you got Hollywood Brown as your third. I mean, how how simple was it to sign him? He was working out with Hollywood for play, and Hollywood. He loves your starting quarterback. Months. He loves your starting quarterback. They have They're a great together. rapport. They work out oh, every summer. The nah. are really Antonio Brown just really gonna walk over to Tampa up, Bay and man. win Super Bowl. So. Yeah, let's get Le'Veon Bell instead of like. There's been like ten running backs I am, who just got cut who looked good. I'm gonna I don't enjoy why they wouldn't get one of them instead of Le'Veon. Like, I'm gonna enjoy Baltimore fans pretending that Le'Veon Bell is good now because I've been told for years that Le'Veon Bell stunk and he wasn't very good. Now you're gonna tell me that a 31 year old Le'Veon Bell's good? Ha! Hilarious. I can't wait to watch that all year. There's people gonna be screaming for, for Le'Veon. I mean, from the from what I've heard from Ravens fans. They are so confident in Gus Edwards. It is, it's as they should be. Tom. As they should be. And I get it in the scheme of their offense, but how they're how they're talking if about Gus it, Edwards, like, if, he was just the same. If you've cat. watched like, the games the where like, where Gus has started towards the end of the year, he is ripping off a hundred yard games every time he's in the ball game. Well, I mean, he he's a hard runner. He averages and he, he always what? Seems like to be in the right spot. Last year, he but, averaged six, almost seven yards a carry. Last year. Yeah, I, I also think it was. just... And that line got significantly time. better blocking the run as than they were last year. At least theoretically, that was the idea. So, again, the holes will be bigger. I I think this is a giant Lamar Jackson year where he's just like fuck everybody. I'm setting the world on fire, and it's hard for me not to put Baltimore in the playoffs. Dude, it's so hard for me not to do it, but I had to. Do, I had to. I mean, I put a substantial I just, I, amount of money on Lamar just, Jackson winning MVP. I did too. And I'm his not, odds are what? Also, I think they're plus seventeen hundred or some hilarious shit. Have, yeah. Have we ever had a? Can a quarterback win uh, MVP without going to the playoffs? Because he might be that good. Winning means a lot in the NFL. That's something I'll look yeah, up tonight, and I'll yeah, have tomorrow. Right. How many times so, that's happened? Because I think it probably has happened before. I'm sure it's happened some instance. I'll look it up, but I don't think it's as frequent as baseball is for sure. But that'll mm-hmm, be interesting. Mm-hmm. I will look into that one. So that'll, that'll be some homework for tonight. But, like, he might he might miss it by, like, why I say the Ravens won't make it, I'm literally saying, like, a game. That's There's what I mean. I'm not week. saying – I'm not agreeing with everybody where Pittsburgh's going to be yeah. dog shit or something like that. 
That'll probably be what happened in my Madden season when I was 10 and 7 and I missed the playoffs by percentage points. It happens. Mm -hmm. And it could happen this year with how competitive the AFC North is. Someone is going to miss the playoffs by percentage points. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's going to come down to one stupid game that the one team shouldn't have lost. And they're going to be on the outside looking and kicking themselves. Yeah, so for me, like the wild card, it's literally either Pittsburgh or the Ravens who wins like our last two games of the year. Like who comes out clutch and wins those games? I mean, literally that's what. It, so like, if Pittsburgh doesn't make it, I got the Ravens making it. So like, yeah, you know, it, just, it just depends. So, but I don't like the disrespect to them. I don't like the disrespect to the Patriots, and I feel like they have two of the top three, if not the top two, coaching staffs in the league. And when you have people who know how to win and know how to prepare, and they know every and they do everything right to to. Before Sunday. Well, I mean, that, you're, that you're, you can't really put that on a scale, you know. We're so. putting our money on, you know, you're putting your money on Bill Belichick, and either and Mike no. Tomlin or, or John Harbaugh, and I'm putting my money on Mike Tomlin or John Harbaugh. So I mean, yeah, I mean, how can you go wrong with those picks? You know what I'm saying? You can. Apparently, there are better yeah. coaches out there, but I've never seen them. So I don't know where they're at. I don't know where they at. Why aren't the other? Lady. Why aren't these other teams fucking co- picking them up? Then I don't know. They're out there somewhere though. Oh, apparently. All right, man. Right. That's it for us. Yep. You have fun at work tonight. I'll meet you back here tomorrow. I will. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be better tomorrow. See ya. See ya. It's over. It's over. Y'all take it easy. I'm out.